0: This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's Teddy Mellencamp Arroyave. She's been on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for the past few seasons. And I gravitate towards her because when they go on a trip as a cast, they show everybody else waking up and they show Teddy already on the treadmill. And I was like, yes, get it, girl. That's my girl. But not only (laughs) is she waking up to get a workout in, Teddy also loves a margarita. So I wanted to talk to her about living life with balance. Um, She's so candid about her past, her weight loss journey, her infertility journey. I wanna talk about how she balances it all. Her three kids, her husband, her brand. She's been on a reality show. She makes fitness a priority. She's in crazy good shape. I wanna know how to do that without feeling like you're failing. I'm trying to balance it all. I feel like I'm failing. I need all the advice. And this week I'm sipping on Dove Love, of course, for Teddy's beautiful baby daughter Dove. This recipe uses my favorite jalapeno tequila from Tanteo, grapefruit soda, and pomegranate juice. If you haven't tried my favorite tequila, the perfect tequila for margaritas, go to tanteotequila.com and use Squats 10 for 10% off your order. Here's my episode with Teddy Mellencamp Oriabe. I obviously found you Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I feel like any show like that, you're gonna gravitate towards one person. And you were like, when you guys went on a trip, they'd show like everybody waking up and you were like already on the treadmill. And I was like, <laughs> yes. uh, we're the same age. Um, and it wasn't just about fitness, you also love margaritas. Like you live your life with balance. You're, you know, you work hard in the gym, you still enjoy your life. And that's what I'm all about. That's my vibe as well.
1: I think it's so funny when people go like, what's your favorite alcohol to drink to be healthy? And I'm like, none. <laughs> if I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink to enjoy it. And yes. who doesn't love a spicy mark?
0: Nobody. Did you get uh, my Tanteo tequila that I sent you? That I helped- was wondering who that was from. I thought about that. I, I asked your publicist for, my, for the um, address and I'm like, she's gonna be like, who sent me a margarita kit?
1: No, I was like, this is amazing. I was like, I don't know who to thank. I almost put it on Instagram on blast. Like who sent me this amazing treat?
0: And it's spicy. It's already infused. The, the oh. uh, jalapeno is infused in the tequila. So then whatever your mixer is, you can do like a low calorie mixer and it's already a spicy. Mar- oh, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm on my kickstart right now, but this weekend I'll try it out and let you know.
0: Perfect. That, but it's all about the balance and... I'm not finding the balance right now. Like my brand is kind of new. I have two young kids, four and two. So I look to strong women like you that, I mean, we're the same age, but you have three kids, a husband, a brand. You were filming a reality show. You still make time to work out. How do I do that? <laughs> I, th-
1: I think the biggest thing is that I do every single day, which I do it in my journal, but you can do it even on a scratch sheet of paper, but you write your three non-negotiables for the day. And those are three things that you are going to do no matter what. Like those are like done no matter what I'm going to do these three things. And then I do my three goals and my three goals may remain the same for a week, a month, two months. It just depends. But by continuing to put it out there, then I make sure that it ultimately becomes, I kind of manifest it to turn into a reality of something that one day will end up on the three non-negotiables and I'm gonna do it. So that's my first thing like for bigger picture, but and other, you know, for me, I wake up early in the morning, but I go to bed really early. Like I'm on a group chat with my friends. I woke up to 97 messages this morning (laughs) and I was like, and this morning I was like, sorry guys, they're like, we know you were in like second rim cycle by the time. (laughs) What time do you go to bed? I go to bed like nine 30. Okay. And wake up at like five. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. But it, and then- you know, it's a clock and you don't have to do that, but you do have to like schedule yourself into your day, just like you would um, anything like this podcast. Like a podcast. Yeah. yeah. You knew you were going to be here today at 11. You have to schedule time for yourself, whatever it may be. If it's not working out, if it's some sort of form of self care, self care or meditating or whatever it is that makes you feel your best, that's key. And yeah. then also, I think when it comes to your kids, it's about setting their expectations. Like even when they're little, like I don't, how old are your kids? Four and two. Four and two. So even if you're like, all right, today we're going on a family walk and you know what, that's going to be your workout for the day, but that's going to be, you know, and then your kids will look forward to it.
0: They'll look forward to it and they'll ask about it a hundred and seven times. Yeah. <laughs> but the walk, the walk, are we going to go on a walk? Like, I can't tell them we're going to do something until we're like in it because until I will hear it. it. Yes.
1: older, so I kind of have to tell them because they're in Zoom school. So like, I had to be like, okay, you know, mommy has three podcasts today. So these are the times that I'm going to be in my office and you can't come in. These okay. are the times you can like, but just saying it to them, because if not, your kids start to not understand what's going on when they walk in the room and you're like, shh, you know, and you don't want to put that on them. So if you're like, today's a busy day for mom, let's set our boundaries from the beginning, then they kind of know and they never take things personally.
0: I do though, Like they know, but I feel so guilty to be like, mommy, like I have a busy day. Or I just feel like if I'm, if my brand is doing well and I'm focusing on this, I'm a shitty mom. And if I'm with my kids and trying to be 100% locked in with them, I'm still a little bit like what's happening and I need to, I can't.
1: I mean, I, mom guilt is, is so real. I mean, it happens to all of us all the time, but I think it's impossible to think that you're going to be in 100% alignment or balanced at all times, because mm-hmm. there are times that you're going to be more focused on business, but then there are times you're going to be more focused like on your kids or your family or whatever it may be. And that's what makes us human. If we're struggling every day to be perfect and do it all right and make sure that everybody's happy 100% of the time, we 100% are not going to be happy ourselves.
0: I'm not.
1: (laughs) We're going to be spread so thin, so tired, run down, and not living like in the moment at all. So, I mean, I think it's okay to some days are, you know, more driven towards business. As long as you have the days that are driven towards your family, you're showing your kids how to show up for yourself and how to work hard. You're right. And you want them to know when they grow up, they want to do the same thing. And not thinking of it as like a
0: selfish thing to get in a run or go to the gym. Because for me, if I don't, I'm like, Neh. I'm just like on edge. Like, if I, I get my workout in, it's like looming over me. But if I would set an alarm and get that done, I feel like I'm a better version. I come back to them like, Wusa, like I'm nice <laughs> taking that time for me, but my son, he starts in his bed, but he's in, but sometimes it's both of them. Like every member of my family, we're all in the bed at some point. So I'm not sleeping great. So to try to get up at five when I like, don't sleep well anyway is so, challenging, but I know if I do it, I will, like I said, come back
1: to them. feel better. And then the next night you will sleep better. I mean, my son still comes in my room too. So I fully get it. And you know, we just, some mornings, like I was tired this morning and I was like, okay, it's 5 a.m. This is normally when I get up and start my routine. Um, My son's in here, maybe I should just lay back down. I'm like, okay, what are the what's the chances I'm going to actually fall back asleep? Zero. Yeah. So I'm just gonna lay here with my mind racing. No, get up, sneak out of the room and do what you need to do. So that then by the time your kids do wake up, you're in a good spot.
0: You're exactly right. I just need to make that a priority. I need to make that one of my three things. I'm going to get yeah. up, get my workout in, even if it's at five. But then when I get up at five, I just feel so I'm ready for them. When they come down at like 730, like well, the other day, breakfast. Yeah, yeah. breakfast is ready. I knocked out like some notes on something. I got a workout in. I'm a better mom if I do that. So it's not like being selfish and like trying to get in a workout. It's making you a better mom for your kids and easier to be like be around because <laughs> yeah, I'm not
1: for sure. And for your listeners that, that maybe don't crave workouts yet, you know, like they want to get to that point where like, they know that it's going to make them feel better. When we say workouts, it doesn't always have to mean like a big run or like lifting heavy weights. It can truly be a walk. Yeah. It can go be like a restorative yoga. It's anything that gives you time away from the rest of life for you to like have a moment to yourself to like move. Especially Um, right now in these times. It is so important. Everything's on Zoom. Everything's in front of a computer screen. So the more you can do like movement for yourself, the better you're going to be. One million percent.
0: A girl that I had on um, a couple of weeks ago called it, um, taking a mama stay. And I was like, (laughs) yes. She's like, whatever it is for you. Maybe it's a run. Maybe it's meditation, but you need your mama stay so that you can come back to your kids recharged. And you mentioned people that, haven't really gotten into fitness yet. I want to talk about your story because another thing that I gravitated towards you is because you're so candid about, you know, your weight loss journey, your infertility journey, all of that. I wrote my book and shared things that nobody knew about me. I, um, I grew up, I had a lot of pressure on me. I guess I was homecoming queen. I was prom queen. I was captain of the soccer team. And I wanted to not let people down almost like I, as I was writing the book, I kind of realized how much pressure that was. Like I couldn't get fat. I couldn't, I was all these things. I ended up playing uh, division one soccer in college and I ended up quitting soccer, which I realized now was my identity and everything that I put my in, like when people say, where are you going to school? I'd be like, oh, for soccer and everything was soccer. When that was gone, it was depression, 15 years struggle with bulimia, and I just decided to tell it, like tell my whole story. I just recently found this balance squats and margaritas lifestyle at 37 after having two kids. I'm 39 yeah. now, but I wanted people to know that this hasn't always been my situation and be candid and share my depression and all the stuff that I went through to show that you can come out of it. And I know that you had a, um, a weight loss journey that you were candid about and wanted to see if you wanted to share.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Well, still- your depression. Yeah, so even prior to that part, which I'll get to, um, I had a very similar like growing up story as well. Like I grew up riding horses. Um, I traveled around the United States. I was nationally ranked equestrian. Everything in my life was built around like winning or losing. And I had no real identity outside of riding horses. And that was everything. And then I was supposed to go to college for it on a scholarship. And then I I decided last minute, I don't want to ride in college. Okay. I'll go to college, but I don't want to ride in college. And the college was like, oh, well, deuces, like, we don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't want you if you're not going to ride here. Like, Wow. This is a situation. So I told my parents, I'm like, listen, I'm going to move to California and I'm going to get a job. And they were like, well, listen, we're not going to pay for you to go live in California. Like I grew up in South Carolina and, and I was like, okay, fine. So I went and got a job in the mailroom at CAA. I was a hostess, all these things. But in my first year of LA, I gained over a hundred pounds. Wow. I had no idea what I was doing. I was used to being this like you know, big fish in a little pond to the complete opposite of being this little fish in the most ginormous Mm -hmm. pond ever. I thought I wanted to be an actress. Mm -hmm. I went in for these auditions. Finally, I booked something. And this was like, you know, six months in. And they told my manager, if she wants this job, she has to lose weight. And then I never went on another audition again. Like I completely, I, I got depressed, I got angry, I had all of these things. And it wasn't until I went back to riding horses that, you know, things shifted back. And I, I went back to my same unhealthy habits I had before living off, you know, Diet Dr. Pepper and 85 string cheese a day and thought that, that was- <laughs> Yeah, my you're doing great. <laughs> right. And then I met my husband and, um, you know, we wanted to start a family. So he met me as somebody who was traveling all the time, loved horses, super athletic, you know, like he didn't notice the the other stuff that was maybe like falling through the cracks, but- um, How did you meet him? How did at you a meet- club. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the day after Christmas, like who goes to a club the day after Christmas? Apparently we do. Someone I looking for a spouse. Day. Yeah, like I was walking in as he was walking out and then- um, he did like a little U-turn, followed me back. (laughs) I mean, this isn't the classiest thing to say, but like it it was a one night stand that lasted forever.
0: (laughs) I remember you saying that. (laughs) You knew what you were doing. Look at you now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, everything was great at first. And then once we got married and we decided we wanted to have kids together, um, I started trying and I, I couldn't. Like yeah. it just wasn't happening. It At first it was kind of a joke. You know, my dad would say to me like, I was always so proud of you. You were the only girl, my only one of my kids that didn't get pregnant at 18. Now I know it's cause you couldn't, you know, oh, like God. at first it was like all of these things. And then all of a sudden, like it really was like becoming like there was no joking with anything. Yeah. You know? Multiple miscarriages, IVF, steroids, Blood thinners, killer genes, like every single thing you can imagine. And then, you know, luckily I ended up having two amazing kids. Um, but by the time Cruz was a couple months old, I had completely lost myself. Yeah. I was, my marriage was failing. Um, my, the kind of role model I wasn't, I was to my kids was not the best. I've never felt lower, but I also was not vulnerable at all. I didn't share this with anybody. I didn't do anything. I was one of those misery loves company people. Mm -hmm. I surrounded myself with people that I could also vent to and they could vent to, and we could just be miserable together. Everything sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And, And then my husband would come home from work and I would look to him to validate me. Like, this was my day, you know? (laughs) And like, he'd be like, great. But then that was it. And finally, I was like, I was seeing my life like flash before me and I was like, hit my wits end. And not only was I, you know, having severe postpartum anxiety, I had gained a bunch of weight after having the baby, like have the babies, like I didn't lose it. And then um, I just started an Instagram account. And I I didn't talk to anybody about it at first. I just said, hi, my name's Teddy Mellencamp-Ariave and I'm gonna change my life. Follow along if you're interested. And that's how it originally started. And I used Instagram as my accountability person. I posted 365 days straight. I never stopped. I posted my breakfast, lunch, dinner, my workouts, everything. And I would like challenge the people to like, comment, you know, like, I'd be like, come at me if you don't see me working out or, you know, whatever it was. And in that process, I really found myself. It was no longer about weight loss. Yes. There'd been an incredible transformation that year physically, but mentally I was like ready. And what I realized during that time is like, so, you know, at this point I had built a following. I had like over 10,000 followers, like, you know, just people reaching out saying like, you know, I want to do this, but I don't want to use Instagram. And that's how a business was formed. So wow. because of uh, being an I accountability
0: just, coach, yeah, I became but you were almost for. looking for an accountability coach for, your, for you. And then you built this business.
1: That's how it started. And, uh, you know, it started small and I, I started building, ju- it was just myself and I would run about 40 clients at a time. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. The transformations I was seeing and I started posting. Then I started hiring, but I'd only hire with it. So right. it was like, I would never hire somebody. Like people were like, why don't you hire just any of these personal trainers or whatever? And I was like, no, I have to hire people that have changed their life on the program. Yeah. So I started growing and, you know, I probably had three, three coaches, I think, when I started um, Housewives. And then my first episode on Housewives, I think I mentioned for one second, you know, that- wow. Uh, what I I did, did. I think this is such a a smart message for all women entrepreneurs. You have to trust your gut. I could have sold out my first season when it came to my business. Everybody Mm. was like, listen, hire everybody. Just fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. And I was like, yeah, I will not. I will only grow authentically through the people that have changed their life. And I didn't change that. And now still the 45 women that work for me, every single one of them, Change their life through the program because you have to believe yes. in the program. You have what to you're also doing. Yeah. act with what you preach.
0: If you hire a trainer that looks amazing and didn't have any struggle, it's like they don't have credibility. Nobody's gonna buy in. But if you're talking to someone who's been through the program and changed their lives, of course, like someone's and
1: gonna- lived experience. It's yes. to me, that is above anything else. Like, yes, of course, I continue to do things to educate myself and make sure that I'm doing things that are current and accurate and all of those things but like the reason people come to us is because they know that we've had their struggle and if you're yes. signing up because and you write on your form you know i had postpartum or you know i'm in the middle of a divorce i will put you with a coach that makes sense because yeah. they also did, went through the same things when they were going through the program
0: yes and then it's all it's a life coach it's not even just like a fitness coach it's somebody that can help you in other areas and I almost feel like I'm an accountability coach for a lot of women that had eating disorders. And I obviously have no professional background in it. Um, And sometimes I feel like a fraud or I'm not a fraud. Like I've been through it, but I, when people ask me, like, I'm really struggling and I don't feel like qualified (laughs) to be the person that these women are coming to. And I want to be, and I am trying to like support everyone, but I'm not a professional. I'm not, I never know it, what's the right thing to say. I know what worked for me, but I want to be there for them, but not tell them the wrong things. Almost. I don't feel like I'm qualified to be in that position, if that makes I sense. I
1: think the biggest thing, if somebody's reaching out to you, is just, you're not alone.
0: Yes. Right. I hear you. Yeah.
1: because the reason that they're reaching out and telling you these things is because they don't feel comfortable reaching out to anybody in their own life. Yeah. To share this. I mean, it's, it's a completely different story, but like I the other day did like a little insta story talking about my driving anxiety like i saw that from it for like you know 20 years and i don't it's not even some it's been going on for so long it's not really something that like even comes to my mind and it it comes in waves Mm -hmm. um but when i posted that so many people sent me dms not even comments on that post but dms just like i've been struggling with this for years and i've been so ashamed and I felt so alone. And just hearing that you've gone through this is enough for me to like try to get help.
0: Yeah, ex- I love that. That's That was the same thing with like bulimia. It's such a private. It's gross. Like you don't want anyone to know that about you. So when I just said it and I, in my book, I explain how I would do it. Women obviously DM and they're like, you're the first person I've ever told that I'm bulimic. Like my husband doesn't know because they feel safe because I claimed it and said, this is the situation. So they feel safe with me. Um, And then some of them have stopped doing that. And now I'm like, trying to help them along a fitness journey. I guess I am an accountability coach (laughs) for a lot of people. Um, I just don't want to, I don't want to let anybody down. And I, I know the struggle and I've been through it. And now I feel like women like you and I that have brands that empower women, have gone through a struggle and have been at the bottom, uh, negative self image, depression, all the things, and then finally find like our best selves and be happy. And all you want is that for somebody else. Mm. And whether I'm qualified (laughs) to be giving life advice or not for eating disorders, or I'm not a trainer is another thing. I'll show all these like workouts that I'm doing. And I'm like, but I'm not a trainer. So I'm always like giving like the disclaimer, I'm not a professional, but I just want to help people. Like you just want to help people through it.
1: And I mean, the biggest thing that I think about when it comes to my clients, if somebody is talking about something that seems more than something I'm equipped to really answer, Mm -hmm. I just give a list of places to contact. Like I had a client who was dealing with like domestic violence.
0: Yeah.
1: And she, you know, I could, from the beginning, she was just kind of, she was very angry and abrasive. And like, it was like, I could tell from the beginning, this relationship between Her and I was going to, you know, I'm going to have to really lean, like give her some love, figure out what's going on because I want her to take action. And, you know, it was a couple months in and she, and she told me what was going on. And immediately I know that I am not equipped for that. So I can say, like, this is who I know. These are the professionals I know that focus on this. I'm still here to tell you that like, I believe in you and I know that you do not deserve any of this and you are so worth taking care of yourself, but other than that, these are the perfect. And, and other than that, you know, the best that you can do for somebody is just tell them that you're here for them.
0: Yeah. I like that. Giving the resources. I wanted to talk about like, both of us were heavier and came out of it. And are now like, I feel like both of us in our best bodies. I felt like my whole life when I would restrict and I only ate salads today and I barely had any snacks, my body was starving and I was holding on to everything. At that point, I was only doing cardio. I was obsessed with just running and sweat and like how many calories did I burn? My body changed when I started lifting a lot heavier and then just being mindful, like mindful eating. If you're hungry, eat. If you're eating and you're just kind of finishing the meal, check in, be mindful. Are Are you still hungry? If you're not, why are you still eating? Mindful eating and lifting changed everything for me. And I wanted to see if you had a similar experience or how you went through your transformation.
1: For me, I had done every diet fad there ever was, from like the cookie diet to weight watchers to, you know, um, even the hCG or whatever that one was. Yeah, like so, I had everything, done so many things. And what I had learned going down all these paths is I would always gain the weight back, and these were things that I necessar- didn't necessarily want to teach my family. So the biggest thing for me has been learning how to how to grocery shop. Yeah. What foods to buy. Shopping colorful. Mm-hmm. And I was never a good, I'm no master chef, but learning things that I can make that taste good, that are easy and making it a real lifestyle change. For me, that was key because before, you know, when you live off these six cookies that you bought in this pack and you ate only those and you had to drink 66 gallons of water <laughs> yeah. and yes, I lost weight, <laughs> but who's going to do that for their no, life? No, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So for me, that has been the game changer: is learning how to eat, learning what foods to buy, learning how to stock my pantry. I and and if you guys are want having curious about any of that, I put all my shopping lists and things like that at go all in by Teddy on my on that Instagram um, because. I used to think it was so hard. I used to think you can't eat healthy unless you have like this nutritionist and a personal trainer and these people with you all the time telling you what to do and prepping your meals and a food delivery. That's not the case. Like for me, I make a delicious, like it's, the seeds of change, like, have you tried it? It's like quinoa and brown rice. I throw in some arugula, avocado, cashews. Oh my God, amazing. Um, peppers, like whatever, and some balsamic vinegar. And then if I am in the mood, some chicken or tuna, whatever it may be. Yeah. But it takes 90 seconds and it's so good. Yeah. So once I learned I was able to do those things on my own, that shifted. And then also for me, it's about movement. It doesn't necessarily mean like, I'm going to go on this huge run or I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to go on the bike or I'm going to do body resistance or whatever it may be. It's about movement and creating a habit that lasts a lifetime. A lifetime. Yeah. If you wake up every day and you're like, I have to do this today and this is the movement I'm going to do, you're going to quit. But if you wake up and say, I am just going to move today, it can be a hike with my kids. It could be a leisure stroller walk with my baby. It could be, you know, actually, I want to run today. I want to get it all out. Yeah you go with it but if you could make something a habit instead of like this chore that you have to do and you make it a habit because you make it things that you enjoy then it becomes then it's a lifestyle change it's no longer you know i'm not sitting there counting calories calories in versus calories out i'm just focusing on what is going to work for me for the rest of my life and then people you know if i want and also i learned the difference between saying no to things I didn't want. Like, you know, if you go to dinner with your girlfriends and you're all sitting around, let's say, you know, my favorite restaurant's Craig's. It's uh, like, it has a lot of Italian food type stuff. And we'd sit down and first you order the drink and then it's the appetizer, the salad, the food, the dinner. Then it's the dessert. I'll make a choice. Do I want a drink tonight or do I want dessert? Yes. And people would be like, Teddy, come on, live a little. No, I, I actually am living a little. What do I want? Because I don't always have to have all of the things all of the time. Yeah, that's
0: balance. When you're it's saying the- I'll have this or this, that's exactly, it. squats and margaritas is the whole thing. Like I have a margarita almost every day, but I know that I can have it. And if I didn't, if I was like, no more margaritas, no more, no more drinking, it's so daunting. Like you said, you feel like you can't do it. And at some point, you're going to go to a wedding or you're going to go somewhere. You're going to have a glass of wine. And how I used to be, it was like, ah, I had a glass of wine. I ruined it. Like I'm off the wagon. (laughs) So then you let yourself just go crazy. And you're like, I'll start again next week. I'll start again on Monday. Yes. But if you just are like, I had a glass of wine. I also ran six miles today. You balance it. Or like you said, I, sometimes I'll do, I have all these things on my Instagram too. Like I, at Chick-fil-A, I will get like a sandwich, but I'll take a, a grilled chicken sandwich or something, but I'll take off the bun and I'll have a beer or something with dinner because I wanted the beer. I wanted the beer more than the bun. I can live without the bun. It's like, take the thing that you want, what else can you live without and just make the choice. Like you said, dessert or drinking, Balance. That's all it is.
1: That's fine, and it's not. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I don't feel deprived. You have people in your life that are still pushing you in that moment. Like, come on, come on, do this, do this. It's about them. Yes, it is not about you. And you just focus on you. Like for me, I'm like, listen, I. I would rather like at this restaurant I'm like, I'm going to have a delicious glass of red wine. I'm going to have the caprese salad. And then I'm going to have the chicken art, And I feel completely thrilled about this dinner. Yes. <laughs> harassing me because I don't want to also have the chocolate pizza. You have it. I'm not. And also I'm not judging anybody else. No, you right. What works for you. But for me, I, I'm going to choose a drink. Ninety. What, what did
0: cost. it take to get out of that? Like people pleasing mentality and like wanting like just to do what you're, you know just appease your friends and just I, stand I, up for yourself
1: I, I, it just really took time and setting boundaries and finally saying to them like listen guys I love you but whatever's going on that makes this become a thing for you we got to work through because and, and then they stopped and yeah. then they truthfully they all did my program nice <laughs> <laughs> talk more about your program.
0: If anybody's like inspired right now, like listening, how do, what's the first step? Like, how do they? Okay, so the to- first
1: step is you go to allinbyteddy.com. You fill out okay. the questionnaire and, um, then you'd be linked up with a coach. You send proof of breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, um, your workout, whatever it may be, walk, what wherever you're at, we will meet you. It's not a one size fits all. Um, and then we work with you and we, tell you, you know, we help you grocery shop. We we're like a concierge service for your needs, but also if you know, breakfast is due by 10, lunch is due by two dinners due by eight. And if you can't stick to it, if there's not an emergency that came up, then you're out because accountability works. And if you could do it on your own without any sort of scheduling, you would have.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you'd be in your best body and you wouldn't be filling out the questionnaire. <laughs> and,
1: and, and I think, you know, and I tell people, if you're signing up because you want to look hot in a bikini in two weeks, don't sign up. I mean, like you will, <laughs> yeah, but that can't be your, your why, because yeah. then it's the diet for you. And that's not the people I want to focus on. I want to focus on the people that this is a lifestyle change and something that they want to create healthy lifestyle for them long-term because if not then it you know you want to really believe in what you're doing and believe in the people doing it and you want to know that they are that they're ready and they're not mm-hmm. going to go I lived on the yo-yo for a million years like mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to set people up for the yo-yo
0: yeah exactly really
1: set you up like once you continue into monthly we talk about like nights out with your friends this kind you know like holidays. Tools.
0: tools to All- get to go to yeah, like we're yeah, out with my friends, here's how you handle this. and, and yeah. This is the
1: appetizer to bring so that you make sure that you set, you know, like, nice. you, I'm going to a party, what am I going to do? Bring an appetizer that you know you want to eat. Yeah, perfect.
0: Um, so. This pandemic obviously has thrown everything off. Like I, any healthy lifestyle that you were living, like now your gym is closed and now like, it's just like a sad, like you're home by yourself. What are your tips for somebody that, Maybe you had it going and, you know, their lifestyle was healthy, but now, well, our gyms are closed and doesn't have that motivation to like keep up their healthy lifestyle because it's a pandemic. And it's almost like using that as an excuse to not be healthy.
1: First off, I don't believe in motivation. Uh I no. (laughs) if I only did things when I was motivated, I would do nothing ever. True. I believe in commitment. So if you're ready to make a commitment for yourself, it doesn't matter what happens in life. Because yes, I can be inspired or motivated by looking at somebody else or want to learn from them or go, wow, that is amazing. I, that's a goal I want to set for myself. But if I'm looking to think that I wake up every day wanting to do it, I won't. So you yeah. need to know if you're watching, and I talk about it on my Instagram, but if you're watching me you think, gosh, Teddy, she just gets up and does it every day. I wish I had that motivation. <laughs> I don't have that motivation. I am committed. So that's the first key. And if you commit to you, take it outside, go on a walk. If you live somewhere that you can't, there are so many online resources for workout videos. It's unbelievable. Pop Sugar, Peloton, all of these things. There's free ones all over YouTube. Do something. Yeah. It if we say we can only do things if it fits perfectly in the box that I originally wanted to do them, of course you're going to quit. And anytime life throws you a curveball, you're going to quit.
0: Mm -hmm. it's hard, but that's why it's worth it,
1: but just move. Yeah. Just move. That's. And then I promise you after five days of just moving in some capacity, it's not going to feel so daunting. And after two weeks, you're starting to create more of a a habit. And then after a month, you're like, I need this. (laughs) Yeah. You start
0: feeling the endorphins and it's something that you used to dread to something that you need so that you feel better. And don't you feel like when I was like, I was 20, 25 pounds heavier, I was just mad. Like, I just was so frustrated because I wasn't like happy in my body that it spilled over into all my relationships. I would like pick fights with my husband. Nothing was ever good because I was upset in my body. I feel like now that I am in my best body, I, nothing really gets me down as much anymore because that was such a black cloud over me. Like I was so frustrated that I was heavier that once I made a commitment to, to change, and I made a commitment to myself. I'm just a happier person now, and I feel like that outcome should be—I don't want to say motivating because it's not motivating—but <laughs> should <laughs> no, be. I, a, I said
1: it. Other people, you're
0: going to be happier. You're going to be so much happier and less frustrated because you may not even realize all the fights that you pick with siblings or friends is because you're not happy in your body. And I just see—I see it so many times, like people that I'm around and they're just not happy and it's because they're not happy in their body. And once you make that commitment to get your best body and find your best body, you will be such a happier person and things are not going to bother you as much anymore. Is how I feel.
1: Yeah. And I feel you. I mean, for me, it's mental. Yeah. So it's if I'm feeling good in my mind, if I'm waking up and I'm taking action and I'm using the steps that I know I'm going to feel my best. If I don't, if something's going on out of my control, like for example, at the beginning of, you know, like probably four or five months ago, my, my baby had to have neurosurgery. Yeah, I, I never felt lower in my entire life. Oh. I couldn't do anything to change it. I couldn't fix it. I, you know, it was a struggle to open my eyes in the morning of course, uh, and just have the day and what really got me through it, of course, you know, like my family and all of those things, and because I knew I had to, <laughs> like this is, yeah. this is not an option, was being vulnerable and wow. talking. It is okay to not feel like you're in your best mind or your best body or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because anybody that thinks that, you know, because you set yourself up, you're not ever going to have setbacks, it, it, it's going to happen. Right. But if you're vulnerable, Like, I I said to my husband, like, just so you know, I'm really struggling. I I know you're seeing me do all the things that I do, but, like, I'm on the verge of tears 24-7, so I need you to be a little, I need you to be a little sensitive with me. Those jokes that I normally laugh at, I'm not going to laugh right now. Like, I, but I don't want you to think that it's, I'm mad at you, but I need you to know that for me. And that is something I would have never done 10 years ago. No, but, right. Start to get to have these conversations with yourself and say like instead of pretending i am perfect mm-hmm. all the time be vulnerable and the and whether you're not married or not married or it's your friends or whatever if you're vulnerable and honest with the people in your life they know how to navigate you. Right? And then you stop taking things so personally and then you don't carry this chip on your shoulder and then everything else starts to metamorphose when you set boundaries when you start telling people where you are and then you know and then i can make a joke about it guys feeling good again <laughs> <Woo-hoo."> you <laughs> Mommy's know. <like>, he's <laughs> yeah. ah, me all you want i got this you know <laughs> right yeah
0: it's so hard for women especially moms i feel like to feel to just be vulnerable and say that they're struggling and that's honestly like one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast, it was the pandemic. And I was like, I am drowning. Like, I don't, my kids are home with me. I don't know what, I I can't get anything done. Like I am not doing, and people are like sharing all the little scavenger hunt and things that they were doing. And I'm like, it makes you feel like they're doing it. How are they doing this? Or my husband's like, get a nanny if you're working during the day. And I, in my mind, I'm like, well, this girl is doing it. She doesn't have a nanny. She's getting everything done. You compare and you try to live up to what they're doing.
1: And it's one, something that everybody needs to know is Instagram is everybody's highlight reel. Yeah. So comparison kills joy. And you got to do what you got to do. Like I, I'm not a crafty person. Never in my life. Am I interested in crafting? No, my kids love it. Like they have every Amazon box we own and they're building like forts and they, I'm like, do it all you want. I'm not one of those moms that's going to get on the floor and do that craft with you. But I'll do a dance party. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the things that you do and you can do well. Okay. Um, but I think also it's, it's having having the ability to go, Am, are my kids happy? Yeah, they are. So we're Okay. Yeah. And also something that I I forgot to mention, gratitude is a game changer. It's impossible to be in a bad mood, to snap at your husband or your kids or whatever right after you've finished going through what you're grateful for. Yeah, It's something I practice with my kids. It's something I practice every morning because it kind of makes my mind focus on those things. And like, it can even, like I, I was watching the news last night And, you know, I was watching something that made me really sad about like the numbers of homeless children in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, where they're having to go to school in this carport with these pods. And I was like, so it was like really bringing me down. And I was like, I need to figure out ways to help. So that's going to be on my like three goals for tomorrow. I need to figure out that so I can put the turn, like have a purpose. But also this is also reminding me like, Teddy, you can't be complaining about every little thing. Yeah. You have to also realize, like, my kids are perfectly happy even if I have to work a little extra each day or even if I can't attend every single thing. Yeah. Like, we, they're okay.
0: Yeah, just being grateful and being, like, cognizant of what you do have. Like, when I complain about this sucks, it's a pandemic. People are dying or lost family members. You you don't have it. You should be grateful that nobody's <laughs> sick in your family. You're complaining that you're home and... <laughs> all day it's just putting it into perspective like that
1: yeah, I think it's is... you gotta call yourself like I do all the time I have to call myself my own thing and I like even put it out there I like put it out there with like a couple of my girlfriends I'm like guys if you hear me complaining about no school in person school one more time call me on it because like I just watched this thing and like I need to like put on my big girl panties and like realize that my kids and I are okay and I have to stop
0: yeah reminding yourself of that and I like that like writing it down um do you set Certain times of the day where you're like, I'm working, and certain times where it's like you're off, like nobody calls you after this time because you're with your family, or do you just kind of like let the day flow as it?
1: So, I have you know, I have a lot of personalities to manage inside of my business, yeah. (laughs) So, um, I think the biggest thing is they know I'm like not a nighttime person, like if you want me early mornings, I am good, mornings are good, but like I don't want to see that report at eight o'clock at night, okay. So like I, I said, you know, I, but I don't let people make the same mistake multiple times and get annoyed by it. I say it right from the beginning. Like, Hey, just so you know, when you send me this at eight, I don't pay enough attention to it. Like I'm a morning person. So even if you do it in the afternoon, that's cool. But like after eight o'clock, I'm not looking at my phone. It's not. And if I am, I don't want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you got to you got to learn for yourself what works best for you. And then tell the people that are in your life, in your business, in your home, this is me.
0: Okay. You no, know, this the is the expectation almost like this is what yeah, you're going to get and me. and then
1: people are disappointed. And then it's not like, wow, she didn't give me the accolades I needed because i worked really hard on this report or blah, blah, blah. Well, I already I told, told you. you. I'm you. not, not going to get the best Teddy after it. Yeah.
0: Just laying it out there. I don't do that. I think that's great. Um, my other thing, like starting this brand, I, it's hard for me to delegate and how was that hard for you to like give things to other people and get it off your plate? Or did you want to like see everything before it went out? Because it's your thing.
1: I mean, I've had, it's really hard for me. I'm very type A and a big micromanager in general. Um, but I hire people that I really trust, um, that I know very well because they went through the program. Um, and also for me, I get recaps daily. Okay. So for a while, I didn't do that. And then I felt like I was really like yes. white knuckling it all the time. What is happening? <laughs> did, they did they do it? And finally, what I said is like, listen, I'm always going to be the person that's going to ask you a thousand questions unless we just recap at night. At, not late at night. It's actually at four. Between <laughs> four and 4.30, I get my recaps. But getting those recaps have been a game changer for me because then if there's something that's missing, I see I'm not having to like go in, you know, like- teeth glaring, ah, you know, why didn't I get, it's, it's going, okay, um, we also discussed blah, blah, blah. Can we make sure that that's on your to-do list for tomorrow? Instead of, did this get done? Did this get done? Did this get done? We'll just do it this way. Like, then you're allowing people to elevate themselves as well.
0: I've just never been in charge of something. Like, I don't know how to, (laughs) I just, I just be like, I'll just do it. It's fine.
1: And then I'm doing everything. And patience. Um, but it's worth it because like, for example, if you're not good at something, so I forget who told me this. Um, maybe Ed Milet. Um, But if you're not good at something, the time you waste trying to figure out how to do it when you could pay somebody else to do it is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. you will waste so much time. Like if I try to figure out, you know, certain things in regards to the payroll or this or that, yes. I would out of have your wheelhouse. Not- that's not who I am. I barely know basic math. Like, yes, I want the rundown of my finances. But if I tried to do payroll for my yeah. company, I would mess it up.
0: Yeah, that's or not that in your wheelhouse.
1: in my company for somebody who is good at that to do it.
0: And somebody even once told me, if somebody can do it 80% as well as you can do it, give it to them. And I yeah. think it may not be 100%, like that you would do it that way. But if they can do it 80, delegate. And that's how, if they can't do it 80, then you keep it. And I
1: like that. It's not going to be you know, perfect keep learning, keep taking classes. You know, like I do learning communities um, for my company. So I bring in specialists or, you know, different speakers so that they can come at, you know, I just had John Gordon come on and speak about like positivity and business and growth. And then I had somebody else come on who specializes in like Instagram and Reels. Her name's Donna Boiling. And we all learn. Like right. there's no point where you can't be in a where if you're in a place in your life where you're like, you know what, I got it.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you don't got it. Because things change. Like even Instagram. Like I, I was like doing this course and she's like sitting there saying, you know, where you need to promote your business is on reels. And I was like, What? I don't know how to use reels. It. Like, right. it. like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Reels is but, TikTok. TikTok it, or Instagram? But it's
2: harder. <laughs> it is harder. <laughs> but like
1: I have to do the work too. And you know, yeah little things that you wouldn't even realize when it comes to promoting your business like i learned this from donna bowling she goes teddy when you do your insta stories you're not writing what you're saying on there so many people lay in a quiet bed and watch insta stories and if you haven't written below what you're actually saying it's wasted content i was like what
0: yeah or you put like audio on because people are like they don't even know that there's yeah you never think because i always watch it with my sound that people do that or they're at work so they yeah, don't have their sound I mean, on and they're like they listen, what?
1: but if you sell something if you're talking about something you should write like sold out here swipe up here this because if especially if it's a promotion if it's you know whatever but like yeah. those are business things that like I wouldn't have learned if I right. didn't actually take the time for myself and my team to to show up and do the work I mean nobody wants to do the work I'd love no. to just be casual all the time but it takes work and you have to have an open mind to learning from other people
0: and look what you've built like living that way I hate that you're leaving the show <laughs> Like, <laughs>
1: I don't know what are you does any anything else coming up that we will go see you or no I think that there, this is going to open a lot of doors for other things in the future I love True. the show it's not one part of me that regrets doing it no. I grateful to the friendships that I created. I loved the production and the crew. I learned so much. Um, But a part of me was, you know, I'm happy that I stayed authentic. And like, even though I could be annoying at times, like I didn't talk behind people's backs. I said it to their faces. I did, you know, it's a show, there's drama and you know that going into it, anything you feel you have to say out loud, but I kept it, I kept it real. Yeah. but I think a part of me had to live one foot in, one foot out, because you didn't ever, I, you didn't ever see the other side of me. You didn't really see my home life. You didn't see my business. You didn't see all of those no. other things that really make me who I am. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love to like whoever says they don't like shoot the shit with their friends when they're out or getting petty arguments from time to time. It happened. <laughs> right? But you know, I think without people being able to see the rest of it, it made it really difficult. And so for that, I'm, I'm I, I feel it. Like, you know, first your ego's bruised. You're like, what, what, how did this happen? Yeah. But then you're like, okay, you know what? This is actually means that there's going to be something bigger. coming.
0: I completely agree with you. And, actually, and I have rock- my
1: like, little board of like the three things that I want in front of me so I can yes. see every day.
0: And they probably wouldn't be able you wouldn't be able to carry them out if you had you still been doing the show. So I feel like that was supposed to happen so that these three things can happen. And while you were talking, I was thinking about Monique Samuels is one of my good friends and I've known her for 15 years and she was getting obviously like a really bad rap about the show and what happened on the show. But knowing her and the mom she is and her children, you didn't see that. And so I was like, this sucks. Like I find like myself commenting back to people like you have no idea. You only see what they choose to see. And that in her case was a fight and it painted her a certain way. And you didn't see, you rarely saw her home with her kids and- you only see that side of her. Then people had this judgment. It would make me so frustrated because I do know her, and they didn't show that. So you don't get I, the. I know.
1: I, I see my mom like commenting back on stuff.
0: I'm like,
1: oh, <laughs> it's,
0: because they're wrong. They don't know you. I know they're defending your honor. The people that love you, like I, I get that. I will. It's not going to be the same, but I very much look forward to whatever you have coming next. Uh, um, so yeah, I I, I,
1: we'll get some good news soon. Yay! Okay. Tell me,
0: I hate this. Cause then I, I get this time with you and then I'll, if I message you or something, it's going to go to the abyss of your million. Like <laughs> Hold
1: Now I'm going to take you off the plus 99. <laughs> Can I like get a little, People <laughs> always ask me why don't you DM? And this is the truth. And I want to say this out loud because I care. I I'll go in the plus 99s and take a gander sometimes, but I don't respond. I respond on comments on my posts. So if you want oh. Talk to me. If you have questions? Write it on my post. And once a week, I do an Insta Q and A on my stories. Yes. So ask those questions there. Don't DM me into the DMs because that can be like a really negative place for some people. And I know some, you know, some people in the public eye they spend a lot of time to write everybody back in their DMs. But the reason I don't is because I I have to protect myself. Yeah, I have to protect myself and focus on the questions from people that that I know I can help. That I know, or I. I I say, I feel you. I'm there for you. And so that can be done in the commenting section on any post. If it's in the DMs, it, you know, just, I can't regulate
0: it. <laughs> I, I can't, can't even regulate. imagine what your DMs look like. Like
1: how many it of is, that. You know, from like penis pics to like. <laughs> right. You got, you, it, Haters. You know, yeah, just. Dark place in there on the plus ninety nine. 99s. Yeah, I mean, stay I out know,
0: of the plus 99.
1: The this too, but and it also lets me know like, all right, this is things I should talk about. This is what people want to hear or like. They don't want to hear about that. Like it, it keeps me aware, but I can't, I would spend hours and hours a day on DM if that's what I did.
0: I gotcha. That makes sense. I, um, Tanteo Tequila, who I sent, I sent you the margarita kit. They sponsor my podcast. And every week I feature a margarita of the week. One of their recipes is called Dove Love. So oh. I know I was like, oh, <laughs> and That's what they sent you a kit, but it's, I will share the recipe. Obviously when your episode comes out too, I will feature the recipe, but that's why I sent you that Tanteo jalapeno because it's grapefruit, soda, pomegranate juice, and Tanteo jalapeno. And it's called Dove Love.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to make that. I'm doing my company holiday party next week and we're all supposed to bring a festive beverage. So that is mine, Dove Love. Oh my gosh, Dove Love. Yes, good good luck with everything
0: you have coming up. I can't wait to see those three things because they're going to happen. You're fabulous and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Teddy, Mellencamp, Ariave, with all the inspiration, being honest with yourself, being vulnerable, having gratitude every day, writing things down to keep you accountable. If you're interested in changing your life, making that change now, go to allinbyteddy.com, fill out the questionnaire, they'll pair you with a coach that makes sense for you, and you can get started on this journey. It's accountability, they teach you how to shop, what to eat, exercise programs, all the things you may be struggling with, allinbyteddy.com. Teddy Mellencamp, ROYave, thank you so much for your time. Um, again, if you were drinking the margaritas a week, Dove Love, in honor of her gorgeous baby girl, it's the Tanteo jalapeno tequila, grapefruit soda, a splash of pomegranate juice, and a grapefruit slice garnish. Teddy is actually going to be making it for her holiday party. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed, please do it. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Podcast One. And I'll see you next week for Squats and Margaritas.